listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio. Send feedback via our contact form on our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you enjoyed this program, please consider supporting us by joining the Vintage Radio Club. All Vintage Radio Club members get access to our Saturday program in which we present shows that are longer than our half-hour podcast which feature productions from Lux Radio Theater and Mercury Theater on the Air and more. If you join us on our Patreon page, you get more features like an exclusive I Love Old Time Radio sticker, access to our ad-free podcast, and more. Visit iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash support for more details. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Mondays, the Green Hornet hunts down the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. This episode originally aired on July 18th, 1939, and it's called War on the Waterfront. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies that even the G-men cannot reach. The Green Hornet. Faithful valet, Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld, risking his life that criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the green hornet. Ride with Britt Reed as he races toward another thrilling adventure. The green hornet strikes again. Hurry, Cato, we're out to break up the war on the waterfront. Hey, 
horses. Ah, what's the rush, Fred? None of that, Wolf. Delay or no delay, we're doing the job. Shorty, kick. Put some muscle into it. Joe, make sure of that cable. When we swing this load aboard, I don't want nothing to slip. Say, you, are you the boss here? Huh? Who wants to know? Yeah, that's him. Are you in charge or aren't you? I am. Now, look, mister, I'm busy. Well, you're not busy enough. What's all the delay on this job? What's it to you? If you must know, I own this boat. My name's Jensen. Oh, so you're Jensen. Boss of the Triple Stripe Line, huh? Answer my question. This boat was supposed to be ready to sail with last night's tide. Don't blame us. No. Go on, fast. Tell them about the rotten equipment. Shut up, Wolf. Tend to your job. Rotten equipment on my boat? Listen, Jensen. You may be a big shot aboard your steamers, but the Longshoremen's Union handles the loading. All we want from you is our pay, see? So that's it, Trask. You're stalling on this job so you'll get more dough. And you try to blame your soldiering on the equipment of my boat. Why, you little dried-up pipsqueak, what do you mean by that crack? My boats are in perfect shape, every one of them. Yeah? Then how come we've had five accidents in the last two days? Bad loading, that's what. Rotten equipment, you mean? Look here, Trask, I've dealt with your union before. Our union's always been on the level. That's correct, up until now. Are you saying I'm not on the level? I am. Look here. Mister, you may have been a sea captain and bossed around a lot of sailors, but here on this wharf, I'm nobody's man but my own. Do you know that a whole dozen bales of wheat slipped off that hoist and landed plunk in 20 feet of green water? I do, and what's more, I think you did it deliberately. So as we could get more pay, huh? Sure, you're being paid for this job on a time basis, so you drag it out all you can and blame it on my boat. One more crack like that and we pull out of this job. I'm losing a thousand dollars an hour for this delay, and I hold you responsible. Try it and see what you get. Hey, Crash, she's all loaded, ready to hoist. Okay. Hey, you on deck. You with the donkey engine. Yeah. Is that net full of boxes going aboard that way? What's wrong with it, Jensen? It looks top-heavy to me. My gang loaded that. They know what they're doing. You want your boat to clear port tonight, don't you? Of course. Then shut up and mind your own business. Okay, hoist her up for number one hatch. Hold that guy rope. We are clear the deck rail. Up higher. Hey, clear that fore deck. Jensen, we got a contract. You can't fire us. Hey, union or no union, you're fired. So, blaming us because of your rotten equipment. Crask, I'll tell you something else. Someone phoned and told me that unless I paid $5,000, this job would run into trouble. What? I didn't believe it before I come here, but now I'm convinced it's true. Okay. And what's more, I think you're the man that's after that dough. Why, you little All squirt. I have so far is suspicions. But that's enough for me. After the way you've been handling this job, now get out and stay out. All right, Jensen, we'll go. But the union's going to have plenty to say about this. Let them. I'll take it up with the board of arbitration. Go ahead. Meantime, you can't get anyone else. I can get plenty. My men are walking out, but we're picketing this place. Picketing? Yeah, Jensen. Starting right now, you're up against a strike. Oh, 
Suffering snakes, Casey. Can you imagine that guy Trask asking for a bribe? Uh-huh. It says right here in the paper. Jensen accuses Trask of asking for five thousand dollars. Uh-huh. Holy crows, that all you got to say, Casey? Just plain uh-huh. Oh, what's the use of trying to get any typing done with you around here, Axford? But golly, youngster, a, a bribe. Don't it make your blood boil? There's no proof that Trask demanded that money. Proof, is it? What more proof do you need? Ain't it a fact that there's been all that damage on the triple stripe loading job? Mm-hmm. And ain't the Board of Arbitration chicken up to find out about Jensen's charge that Trask's been doing it deliberately? Oh, you make me sick. Huh? Ain't you feeling well? No, I'm not. Trask has always had a good reputation, and there's never been any trouble between the longshoremen and the ship owners before. Good gravy, Casey. You ain't sticking up for Trask. I certainly am, until it's proved otherwise. Hi, Casey. Axman. Where's the boss? You got something, Lowry? Well, me and Clicker went over to the offices of the Triple Stripe Line and interviewed Jensen. Uh, he runs the whole shebang, don't he? Quiet, Axman. And then we went over to the docks and interviewed Trask. Well, come to the point. Did you get anything? Casey, all we got was plenty of nothing. Golly, I could have done that myself. Uh, for once, you're right, Michael. Is the strike still going? And how. Unless the Board of Arbitration gets Jensen and Trask together, it's going to spread. It'll be war on the waterfront for sure. Did you talk to Jensen and Trask, Larry? Yeah. But he didn't get anything, Mr. Reed. Oh, is that true, Larry? Both of them are sticking by their guns, boss. Jensen insists that Trask deliberately sabotaged the job. And, uh, Trask? Trask swears up and down that his gang were doing all they could to load Jensen's boat as fast as they could. He blames the delay on poor equipment on Jensen's ship. Did you ask him about this bribe business, Lowry? Did I? <laughs> he almost tossed me out the window when I brought it up. Boy, has he got a temper, and Jensen's just as bad. The Board of Arbitration's going to have a tough time getting those two together. It's already done. Huh? I just spoke to Sligby. He says Jensen and Trask are meeting at his place in half an hour. Sligby? Unbutton your ears, Axford. Sligby's the politician in charge of the Board of Arbitration. Laurie, take Miss Brinney and get over there. Get the story and picture. Right, boss. Hold it. Yeah? That place will be jammed front and rear with longshoremen. They're big and tough, apt to resent outsiders. Axford, you go along with Laurie and Miss Brinney, just in case. Huh? Me, Reed? Why, Gally, you mean I'm going out on a reporter job? Get going. Well, well glory be. When I get me Terry proved, I'll come, come on, back bodyguard. Here. When those two get together, there's going to be fireworks, and I don't want to miss it. I regret to say I'm afraid you've missed it. Gosh, Mr. Sligby, you mean there hasn't been any meeting? We got here on the double. Jensen and Trask have both left by different exits. Is the strike settled? It's worse, if anything. No sooner they sat down than Jensen repeated his accusation. You mean about that bribe? Yes. But why should Trask or anyone else figure they could get 5000 out of Jensen? Very simple. It's worth much more than that for Jensen to get his ship loaded in a way. Yeah, this strike is costing him plenty. But what makes him think Trask is trying anything like that? The accidents, the delay in loading. You mean Trask really did things? I don't think so, but Jensen does, even though he has no proof. My private opinion is that Jensen would be wiser if he paid. What? Oh, this is off the record, you understand. Not for publication. But it would save the situation. Well, that's a funny attitude for the head of the Board of Arbitration to take. Mm, perhaps it is. However, I think... Hey, Clicker, uh, bring your camera. They're outside. Who, Axford? Jensen and Trask. And aren't they having more? Wow, come on, Clicker. Lucky I got this camera set for an inside shot. They ain't inside. They're right out in the street with the whole mob around them. Which way, Axford? Here, right on the other side of this door. Uh, 
There they are. Look at it. Jensen's waving note under Trask's nose. Shut up, Paxman. I want to hear this. What about this note, Trask? Demanding $5,000 from me, telling me to expect a phone call tonight. I didn't send that note, Jensen. And who did? I'll tell you another thing, Trask. I've talked to a lot of other ship owners. Well? They've told me that in the past they've had to pay bribes just like this one. They paid up and shut up. But no one can browbeat me. I'm telling the world about it. Go ahead. Well, one more crack that I'm the guy who sent that note. Now you break did, it. and you and your whole mob of muscle men here can't shut me up. Sock him, Trask. He can't talk that way. Who's that camera clicker? Now. I am. And what a shock. The whole mob with Trask and Jensen right in the middle. How's that for a picture? Hmm. Page one shooting, Miss Benny. You got the whole crowd. And what a crowd, boss. Every one of them glaring at Jensen. Sure. Uh, all them longshoremen. Uh, and poor little Jensen in the middle. Uh, talking about brave notes. What about this man here? He's smiling. Who? Oh. Isn't he a longshoreman? He's carrying a sign. Yeah, that's right, boss. Now, what's he got to grin about? <laughs> it seems rather odd in as much as Jensen had just called them all crooks. Who is he? Yeah, let me think. Wolf. That's it, Wolf. Well, he's practically Trask's right-hand man. Holy crow, Britt. Don't that prove my theory? That Trask is after that 5,000? I'm afraid not, Axford. Now, look at Trask's face. No crook could possibly fake an expression of outraged honesty like that. Then why should his right-hand man be grinning like a banshee? I don't know, Axford. I don't know. But perhaps there might be a way to find out. That evening in his apartment, Britt Reed showed a copy of the photograph to Cato, his faithful valet and the only living man to know him as the Green Hornet. Of course, it's quite possible that this man Wolf was grinning about some perfectly private matter. Still, why should he choose a time like that? It's very strange, Mr. Britt. Well, Jensen had just accused Trask of trying to force him to pay out $5,000. The longshoremen were all enraged at the accusation. Except Wolf. Perhaps Mr. Jensen was correct. I don't believe Trask would try a stunt like that, Cato. From what I know of him, he's as honest as Jensen. Then uh, who could it be? Well, someone's trying to get that money from Jensen. Someone who's in a position to keep a strike going until his demand is met. The uh, head of a union? Oh, not the union, Cato. They're all sincere men. Nor is it Jensen, of course. Yet, we know that other ship owners have paid out money secretly. Yes, that's what Mr. Jensen said. Huh. If this man, Wolf, is serving two bosses, he may be the one clue to this whole setup. Cato, we're going to find out why Wolf was grinning. Where are you going? The car. I want you with me to stay in the machine while I make a phone call. Yes, sir. With Cato at the wheel, the sleek black beauty raced through the city streets. It stopped near Wolf's home. Bitrude entered a phone booth and called Wolf. Yeah, what do you want? Wolf, the boss wants you to come over right away. The boss? Who do you mean? You know who I mean. It's about the triple stripe business. You calling for Trask? You know very well who it is. I can't mention names on the phone. Hurry it up. Okay, I'll be right over. Now to get back to Cato and the Black Beauty. When Wolf leaves his place, he's going to be followed by the Green Hornet. The 
curtain falls on the first act of our Green Hornet adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a moment. to continue our story. After phoning Wolf, Britt Reed rejoined Cato in the Black Beauty. I called Wolf and told him to go to his boss's place at once, Cato. If he's on the level, he'll go in the direction of Trask's home. If he's working for someone else, we'll learn who by trailing him when he leaves his house. He's coming out now, Mr. Britt. Yes, that's Wolf. I recognize him from his picture. He's getting in a cab. Yes, sir. Cato, look. That cab is going east in the opposite direction from Trask's place. Wolf is crooked. Don't lose him. I want to learn who his real boss is. Keeping a safe distance behind, Cato trailed the cab until it stopped. He's getting out now, Mr. Don't stop, Cato. Go right by. I think I know whose home that is. I do, Cato. That's Slickby's home. Look, Slickby's getting Wolf in right now. Keep going. So that's who it is. Sligby, head of the Board of Arbitration. Instead of settling those labor disputes, he starts them. Head for Jensen's place, Cato. I want to ask him some questions about a certain note. Ah, ten o'clock and still no phone call. Last this strike situation... I have a good mind to sell the triple stripe line and get a farm in the country. Strikes and bribery. Why don't you pay that 5000 Jensen? Who, who the devil? You're losing money every hour. You, you're masked. A gun. You're going to pay that 5000 or do you want the strike to get worse? I've seen pictures of that mask. You're the Green Hornet. Answer me, Jensen. I'll never pay, not for Trask or anyone. Not even for the Green Hornet. You received a note about that payment, didn't you? If you're in with Trask, you know I did. The Green Hornet works alone. Trask did not write that note. Hmm. Yeah. Tell me another. There's no time to argue. Give me the note. Making believe you don't know, eh? Hand it over. Here. I don't mean to follow out the blasted instructions anyhow. Hmm. According to this, you're to attach 5,000 in small bills to a life belt and throw it from Pier 92. As soon as you receive further instructions. Where is that money? I haven't got it. You may say that, Jensen, but I saw your eyes turn toward the desk. That's where it is, huh? Five thousand. Very nice. Give me that. Remember, I have a gun, Johnson. I don't want to use it unless I have to. So you had decided to pay after all. Well, yes, I did. I can't prove Trask is the one who's after this money. Rather than let my boat lie idle, I... 
Yes, I'm paying. Now take this money and get out. But I'm not taking it. Huh? You're not? I have good reason to believe you'll be getting a phone call soon about the time to deliver this money. I'm staying right here until that phone call comes in. Half an hour, Wolf. Make that phone call. But listen, Sligby, I'm worried. If it wasn't you told me to come over here, then somebody knows about our scheme. They don't know, Wolf. They may suspect, but that's all. Oh, let's forget about Jensen. I'm telling you, I'm somebody not else... giving up 5000 because you're scared. Call him. Give him those instructions. Tell him to drop the money off Pier 92 at midnight. The tide will be running out. We'll be on a boat a mile or so below. We can pick that life preserver out of the water. No one's the wiser. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's okay, as long as we don't have to get on the dock ourselves. There's the phone, Jensen. Answer it. You know too much. Answer it. Hello? Jensen speaking. What? Yes, yes, I'll do it. I can't afford to have my boats tied up any longer. I understand at midnight. I heard you. Midnight, eh? Don't worry, I'll be there. I know you will, Jensen. If you're not, I'll come back to get you. Remember that. Who are you working for? Never mind. Just be there. Confident that Jensen would carry out his part and deliver the 5,000, Biff Reed left him. Before rejoining Cato and the Black Beauty, he removed his mask and made two phone calls. The first was to Michael Axford, ordering him to trail Trask, head of the striking longshoremen. The second to Trask, warning him of trouble at Pier 92. Then, at midnight... Mm, Pier 92, all right. I don't see anyone around. What's this? Why, it's a, a life preserver. What the devil? It's money. Feels like plenty of it. Attached to the life preserver. Exactly right, Trask. Huh? Who said that? Throw that life preserver in the river. What? The Green Hornet. Throw it in. You're the one who called me. Whose money is this? Jensen left it here. What are you trying to do? Frame me? I said throw it in the river. Now, get over to the edge of the pier. Now, look here. There's a motorboat below. Oh, you've been followed, Trask. See you at the shoreline of the pier. Now, get into that motorboat before they there get... There I won't. You don't... Start the motor out into the river. Stop! Who's there in the motorboat? Oh, come back here! Call the harbor police. The police lost some gentlemen. What's this all about? What's the idea? You'll learn soon enough. As soon as I open this cabin door. Don't try anything when my back is turned fast. Now, the man at the wheeling is keeping an eye on you. What's going on here? Who locked me in that cabin? Who poured the stern, Jensen? No, all right, all right. That, that, that trash. Huh? Is that... Jensen! So, I was right in the first place. You and the Green Hornet. Well, you got my $5,000, that put me ashore. What are you talking about? You know very well. If I'd known the Green Hornet was with you, he's the one who's been framing those accidents on my boat, huh? Meanwhile, you sit back and call a strike, and I don't kick in with the money right away. You're crazy, Jensen. The Hornet forced me aboard. Uh, you don't have to appear innocent any longer. You're the one that's doing all this, not me. Huh? All this talk about demands for money. You know very well I never did a thing like that. I suppose the next thing you're going to say is that I brought you on this boat for reasons of my own. What else? I'm leading this strike. You can't break it any other way till you have the Green Hornet Shanghai. Why, you You'll you have him up. keep me hidden until you get this strike cleared up. That's your angle, huh? Crash, I'm going to knock you. I've so been aching for this. Quiet. And that goes for you, too. Come on, you and the Hornet boat. I, I said quiet. Shut up. I'll give you both a dose of gas. I'm not working for either one of you. You don't have to talk. Huh? What's that? 
You ain't in with Jensen. You and Trask didn't plan this whole thing. I said so, didn't I? But I don't get it. Then what about the 5000 You can't laugh that off. I haven't got your 5000 and neither is Trask. Sure I ain't. If it isn't here, where is it? Out on the water, out there. Look. I, it, yes, that's the life preserver, all right, but who... I made Trask throw it off the dock. Yeah, but I don't know why. Let me get this straight. Trask wasn't after my money? Not me. And you, Hornet, you weren't after it either? That money is drifting downstream with the tide. It's out in mid-channel. We're going after it, but our lights are out and we're sticking close to shore in the shadows. Just keep your eyes on that life preserver and shut up! You see anything yet, Sligby? Not yet, Wolf. Keep her headed upstream. Just enough throttle to hold against the tide. Oh, Jensen didn't toss out that life preserver. He did it all right with the money. Yeah, I guess so. Sounded like he would on the phone. I know the tide drift. We'll see it soon. Hey, hey, Sligby. Spotted something. Over there. No, a little to the port. Ain't that it? Where? Uh, yes, that's it. That's a life preserver. Swing the wheel. Grab it before it gets caught in the color wash. I have it. Is that it? Is the dough there? I think so. Yes, here it is. Fastened to the loop. Five thousand bucks. This is it, all right. Well, Slingby, another five thousand for it. Just like rolling off a log. And no one the wiser. Imagine that lunkhead, Jensen. He figures Trask is the guy that engineered that strike and demanded this dough. That's it. We get the money and Trask takes the blame. Hey, look. There's a launch here coming towards us. No lights. What? I have the money. Quick, throw this light preserver over the side. They're coming fast. Must have been in the shadows. Give her the gash, you fool. Head for the shore. Okay. Faster, she's gaining. We can't go no faster. Sheer off there. Look out. Look out, Slickby. They're coming aboard. Cut your motor, Don, or I'll give you some of this gas. What are you doing here? What do you want? Don't move, Slickby. Come on, you cut that motor. Rasp, Jensen, come here. Sligby, you! I assure you, I don't know what this is all about. Look at the other man, Trask. You recognize him? Hey, okay, let me go. Stand still, you little rat. Well, Trask? Well, I'll be... Wolf, listen, I don't know nothing about nothing, Steve. Don't try that, Wolf. You're talking to the Green Hornet now. Oh, that's who you are. That mask. Johnson, take this wrench and smash in that motor. I still don't know... Wolf, keep him covered from the other launch and keep that motor on him. So you're double-crossing me, huh? Leave me go, Trask. I swear I didn't... Why, I thought you were on the level. You've been doing this. What about you, Slickby? Don't tell me you have nothing to say. Trask, listen. I don't understand what this is all about. But you're not taking the word of a crook like the Green Hornet against me. Well, you got plenty on you, Sligby. Uh, uh, that's ridiculous. We I saw think. you take that life preserver from the river, Sligby. How about that? Don't tell him. Don't tell him. Oh, what's there to tell? I don't know what life preserver you're talking about. Here, I'll even show you around the boat so you can see for yourself. No, you don't. Trying to throw the money overboard, eh, Sligby? Oh, let me go. Give me that. Oh, that's better. Police here, Trask. Take this money. I, hey, I, you ain't going to let him get away. He's the Green Hornet. Grab him, Trask. A little too late for that. Fast off. Head for the shore. Sure. Blast him, he got away. Here come the police. Stand still, all of you. Doctor, when do you make a move? You're all covered. It's all right. I'm Jensen. Here's Trask and Wolf. You and the dick board. Get up. Officer, this is an outrage. I warn you. Sleepy, what are you doing out here? Trying to settle the strike in Mid-River? Officer, I demand that you arrest these two men. They're the ones who planned that strike. They took my money. Yeah, I'll talk, I'll talk. You got the goods on me. Holy crow, Lowdy. Look at Trask. He's got the money right in his hand. Yeah, I guess that proves me Terry was right. 
Trask is the crook. Why, you blamed idiot. Let him go. Trask had nothing to do with it. He didn't. Then who did? Sleepy. Sleepy's the one. I demand his arrest. Sleepy, huh? Okay, mister. Join your pal over here. Oh, what a yarn this is. Hey, Doyle, how about heading for shore? They don't have telephones on the river. We're going, Lowry. All right, I'm moving. But why didn't you go after that other launch? You let him get away. What other launch? Let who get away? The Green Hornet was in that launch. Who? The Green Hornet? How about it, Trask? Was that the Green Hornet? Sure it was. He got us out here in the first place. You steps. You got us, but you let him slip through your fingers. Suffering snakes. Golly, Reed's going to be surprised when I tell him how close I come to getting me hands on the Green Hornet. is a copyrighted feature of the Green Hornet Incorporated. The events and characters depicted are fictitious, and any similarity to actual persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. You know, when a person is hardworking and they take pride in their work, when that work... When their very being comes into question, that could be the ultimate disrespect. Unless you're the one that pits two respectful people against each other, then that person, well, they suck at life. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Spotify. Apple or Google Podcast. We are also on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or by listening right from our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. 
If you enjoy our program, please make sure you rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. If you would like to help support this show, you can do so by visiting our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and clicking on the support button. Tomorrow we'll play a new episode of My Favorite Husband starring Lucille Ball and join us back next Monday for some more with the Green Hornet. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.